Work shouldn't feel like a drag. And you shouldn't have to sacrifice your soul for a job you love. Determined to rethink the future of work. She's out of her depth on purpose. With fresh ideas, interviews, and stories from her life on the road. Meet Europe's newest digital nomad, Blair Palmer. Hello and welcome to episode 93 of A Brilliant Gamble. I hope you are really well. I am recording this on what you might say is the last day of our big trip adventure. I'm at my parents' apartment on the coast just outside Bristol. We've been staying here for a few days while we've been waiting to uh, get the keys for our new house, our new next brilliant gamble, our small holding, and all of that is happening tomorrow. So I'm really at that point now where something that was a dream for quite a long time is coming to an end and a new dream is beginning tomorrow. It's a very, very interesting place to be. I will tell you that it is also, you know that stress is a big deal for me and uh, it is a bit stressful. I think one of the things that's stressful about it is just how much there is to do. And of course, when you make a big change in your life, there's a way that you would like to do that big change. I know that for me, I wanted a move during a quiet month so that basically I could move into my house and have three or four weeks just focused on getting the house up and running, doing all the kind of snagging list type jobs, um, getting ourselves settled, signing up to the doctor and the dentist and all the things that you need to do, maybe meeting a few local people. And then after that month and everything was settled and organized, start working again. That is not what's happened. This particular month is the busiest from a work perspective of any month this whole year, um, which is great, of course. And it's a lot of really, really fun stuff that's coming up, lots of speeches and uh, off-sites with clients and all sorts of really good things all over Europe. But of course, it's making it difficult to find little patches of time to do the things we need to do in order to move into the house and get settled. So I think the lesson here is, and, and the reason I'm mentioning it, is that it's very rare that we get to make a change in this idealistic way. We often have to work around obstacles, barriers, just stuff, stuff that's going on in the diary that doesn't clear itself away for us just because we've got some big change going on. So what I'm having to do is just get my head around that and think, okay, how do we do this move, move into a house at the same time as everything else is happening and keep a, a balanced mind at the same time? And as you know, one of the things I want to test about this second brilliant gamble, if you want to see it that way, is can I keep a balanced mind even when I'm busy? So the universe has thrown this in my direction and saying, well, can you, Blair? Can you? Can you? And uh, it's a little bit of a struggle, but I am noticing that that's what's going on. And I think that's possibly the first step to at least notice that there is an opportunity here to keep a balanced mind, even though things are very, very hectic from an external perspective and to draw on some of the things I've learned over the last six, seven months about that. So that is what's happening in the background. But I wanted to talk to you about something that I've also been pondering lately. And I think this is important because I'm someone who 
makes a lot of big changes. So I left my job and started my own business 20 years ago. I left London and moved to the countryside. I sold my house and bought a camper van and went traveling for seven months. I've signed the lease on a small holding. So I am someone who does this big stuff and makes these big momentous changes. But at the same time, I do find some kinds of change really difficult. And I've been wondering, well, what is the difference between the kinds of changes that I find easy and the kinds of changes that I find difficult? And how can I use that insight to help other people with changes that they want to make? Because this will be the case for you as well. You might have set yourself a goal or a target or a challenge and you're finding it really difficult. And you don't know why it's difficult because in other realms of your life or at other times, you've made massive changes in your life and you don't remember it being as hard as this. And it's not because, well, it's somewhere in the mists of time and you, you've forgotten how hard it was. It just wasn't that hard. Whereas this particular change feels much harder for you to bring about. Or maybe you've started, but it's hard to sustain. And so I've been pondering that and I've been wondering what are the qualities of change that each of us find easy or easier and what are the qualities of change that each of us find more difficult and this is where I've got to so far which is that there are of course many different kinds of change but I've distilled them down into two different categories and I think we have to deal with them differently now I find category one which I'll describe in a minute easier than category two which I will also describe you might find the opposite is true for you. It isn't that the, the category, the first category I'm going to describe is always easier for everybody. But it might be interesting for you to look at the changes you're making through this lens. So the first question I asked myself before we get to these two different categories, the first question I asked myself was, is a desire for greater happiness or greater fulfillment or more of a sense of peace enough to motivate us, me, you, to make big changes. And I thought, well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it seems to be enough and sometimes it is not enough. So I thought about the times where that desire for more happiness or more fulfillment or more peace was enough for me to get off my ass and do something different with my life or introduce a new habit into my life that stuck. And this is what I realised. There are these two different categories of change. So there's the kind of change that I'm calling big bang change. This is stuff like buying a small holding, buying a van or a motorhome, putting yourself on a waiting list for an allotment, um, selling your house, buying a ferry ticket. These are all things that I call Big Bang. And the reason I think of them as Big Bang is that if you think about what the Big Bang is, it's one catalytic event, one chemical reaction, let's say, that then has a sort of domino effect, which is inevitable and unstoppable. So... Once you've done the first action, 
everything else then follows and you're kind of riding the wave of what happens then. So if we take putting myself on the list for an allotment, which I did a few years ago, once I was on, putting myself on the list was easy. You just make a phone call or you send an email and you're on the list. You haven't had to change anything. It has no implications. Your life isn't any different as a result of putting yourself on the list. Then you come to the top of the list and you are called and then someone says, do you want, do you want the allotment? At that point, you have a choice. But even the choice of saying, yes, I'd like the allotment isn't disruptive in any way. It's a very easy yes. Then once you've said yes and you've paid your money, your annual subscription or whatever it is, then you have to do the things that are required to have an allotment. So then you have the pain and the struggle and the failed crops and the all the money that you need to spend that you hadn't anticipated and the time and all the ways that you need to adapt your life to make room for this allotment. All of that happens after you've made the commitment. But making the commitment was easy. It was a catalyst for a lot of stuff that followed. And you basically had very little choice unless you were going to say, um, I'm giving up on the allotment. Unless you're going to do that, you have very little choice but to just make it work. The, the challenges and obstacles are put in your path, but you've kind of created a one-way street. And it's, apart from stopping altogether and saying, no, that's it, I don't want the allotment anymore, someone else can have it, you've created this one-way street. You're, you're, you've got momentum now and off you go. And you will have bad times and good times and all of that. But you've, you've, because you took the initial catalytic uh, decision, everything else that follows then is kind of inevitable and unstoppable. I find those kind of big bang changes easy. I'm not really a detail person, so I don't do a lot of detailed planning. I don't cast ahead and really think, okay, what is the reality? Will I have time? How much is it going to cost? I don't do any of that. I think I'd like an allotment. I'll just put my name on the list and see what happens. So I find those kind of, because I'm a big picture person, I don't get too bogged down in the detail early on. I find those kind of changes really easy, which is why if you look at my history of change, it's a lot of stuff like that. Leaving my job to start a business, moving out of the city, getting a small holding, all of these are things where the initial decision, the kind of commitment is a very easy thing to do from a pain perspective. There's very little pain. The pain comes later at a point at which it's kind of too late for you to change your mind. Now, that's the first category of change, the big bang. The second category of change, I was discussing this with my family this morning and we were trying to come up with a name for it and Ivy wanted to call it the daily bang. So this is the daily bang according to Ivy. The daily bang is different to the big bang. Big bang is this one decision which then has an, creates an unstoppable force and you're basically riding the wave of that one way street to mix my metaphors. But the daily bang is the sort of decision that needs to be made every day, it's a choice that you have to make every day if you are to achieve your goal. So examples of daily bang goals that are different to big bang goals is a fitness goal, where, for instance, you have to make the decision every day to go to the gym or to eat differently. This will apply to if you want to change your weight or if you want to lead a healthier life, you have to make 
daily choices, maybe even hourly choices. And at every point that you have a choice to make during that day, you could choose, yes, I'm going to eat healthy or no, I'm not. Yes, I'm going to go to the gym or no, I'm not. Yes, I'm going to sleep in this morning or no, I'm going to go for a run. So uh, you have multiple decisions to make every day where you can choose A or B. Uh, financially responsible, being more financially responsible is another one like this. So you might do great for a week. You're really managing your money really well. And then you're out and there's a, a shirt that you want to buy and you just think, oh, screw it. Let's just, I'll have it. And because you, it's not an unstoppable force. You have to make these continual daily or even hourly or minute by minute decisions and you can choose A or B. You can choose the the, the target that you've set, the goal that, that you're pursuing, or you can choose not to pursue that goal in that moment. Being more environmentally friendly, being more green, which is something that I really want to take seriously now. Same thing. There are some ways that it's easy to be green. It's, you know, kind of, you don't even need to think about it. And then there are other times in any particular day where, it's just easier not to be. So you're having to make these continual daily or hourly or even minute by minute decisions. So it's clear that there are different techniques required if it's a big bang to if it's a daily bang type of goal. If it's a big bang, then the key really is to have a bit of towards motivation. So I want to be happier or more fulfilled or more at peace or whatever it might be. This is what I want to have in my life. And this thing that I'd like to do, sell the house, move house, um, live in another country, um, buy a small holding. These are all things that are a one-off hit. I can make the decision. I can sign the contract. I can buy the one-way ticket. And then everything else will be an unstoppable force. I'll be riding the wave. And I really won't have a day-to-day choice because, you know, I'll have to just get up and let the chickens out. I'll have to just tend that garden. I won't have a lot of choice about it if I, unless it's going to get completely overrun. So that's the big bang. All you need is a bit of towards motivation and then the kind of chutzpah to sign away your right to change your mind. Okay, That's big bang. But when it comes to the daily bang kind of goal, then you're going to need some different strategies. And my sense is that a towards motivation is not sufficient. It is sufficient to sign away your right to change your mind. It's sufficient to go and join a gym. A towards motivation is sufficient to join a gym or a slimming club or something like that. A towards motivation is sufficient to engage a financial advisor to have a look at your finances and give you some advice. It's enough for that, for the sort of one-off Big Bang. But a towards motivation may not be enough to keep you going day by day as you have these daily choices. You may need some other strategies to give you the the encouragement and the motivation, the support, the strength, the willpower to make the right choice every single day. So here are some things, if you've got more of a daily bang kind of challenge, brilliant gamble, goal that you're pursuing, here are some things that you can do to help you to make the right choices every day. 
Number one is to make it easy to do the right thing and hard to do the wrong thing. To give you an example, let's say you want to cut down on the amount of sugar that you eat. And I know that's important to a lot of people right now. The the way to make it easy is you don't have sugar in the house. So the only time you have to make the decision is when you're at the supermarket deciding what to buy. That's the only time you have to rely on willpower or commitment because by the time you get home, if there isn't that food in the house, then you're not going to eat it or it's going to be much more difficult. You'd have to actually leave the house and go and actively pursue some chocolate or some cookies in order to to break with your commitment. Same thing with putting cookies on a high shelf. You know, it, it might be you have to have cookies in the house because other people want to eat them. That's fine. But if they're on a high shelf, it just takes that extra moment. It's just a bit more difficult to do the wrong thing. It's easier to do the right thing. So one way that you can keep on track with these daily bang kind of goals is to make it easier to do the right thing by making it harder to do the wrong thing. Secondly, having a gang of fans. Now, this helps actually even with Big Bang because... Okay, there's, there's, it's harder to turn back on a big bang. It is possible, as I've said, um, but it's harder to turn back. But there are tough times and you need your gang of buddies, whether it's uh, your buddies on Facebook or it's your buddies in real life or your Twitter community or whatever it is. You need your gang for, for the big bang. But you even need your gang for daily bang. You need to have told some people and when you want to do the wrong thing, and fall off the wagon as it were you need those buddies to stick around and say no hang on a minute you're going to regret this tomorrow just remember why you're doing this and make the right decision today so that gang of buddies is really really important if it's a daily bang kind of goal or change thirdly And I think this is really important. You need a very powerful away from motivation. So I said with the Big Bang, a towards motivation of wanting to be happier or wanting to be fulfilled, something like that is enough just to get you to make this commitment that then is very difficult to get out of. (laughs) But because you're having to make daily decisions or hourly decisions with a daily bang, you need a very powerful away from motivation. You need a burning platform. The pain of not pursuing the goal, of giving up on the goal, has got to be greater than the pain of change. Now we know that changing a habit is uncomfortable and painful and it's easier to do what you've always done. So we need to make it painful to do what you've always done, more painful than making a change. In upcoming shows, I'm going to be talking to people who've made some of these very radical lifestyle changes to to their health or to the, the way that they live to their daily habits. And in most cases, there was some momentous reason why they had to change. Maybe their health was really suffering. Maybe they'd hit rock bottom with their finances or they'd come across some some information that shocked them so much that they felt they couldn't continue living their life the way that they were. They had to change. And I don't want something bad to happen to you so that you're forced to change, but 
you can create that burning platform by doing some research, by finding out what are the implications for you of continuing with habits that you know you want to change and building a powerful picture for yourself about the price you're paying for carrying on as you are. If you can make a powerful enough case for change, you can create this very powerful away from motivation, you're moving away from pain, then you will be willing to undergo some pain to change because it's not as painful as staying still. Fourthly, connecting with your state. Now, this is something that I'm finding very useful, as you know. You have to remind yourself much more frequently when it's a, a daily change that's required, a, a daily change of habit. You have to remind yourself much more frequently why you're doing it why it's important. And I think getting into the right state of mind in the morning, meditating on what kind of day you want to have, meditating on how you want to be, what the impact is you want to have on the world, that's going to help you as you come up against temptations to break with your commitments and your new habits, your new disciplines. Reminding yourself each day and staying connected with why you're doing what you're doing and what you're trying to get away from and what you're moving towards is incredibly important. So introducing that, that period in the morning perhaps where you reconnect with what it is that you're doing and why is going to be much more important if it's requiring daily decisions in order to stay on track with your change. Fifth, habitualize your new habits. Now, this is something that I explore in quite a lot of depth in our A Brilliant Gamble online program, how to create disciplines and daily habits so that you can turn these practices into something that just becomes normal for you. So when you first embark on a change of routine, it's exciting and it's quite easy to do. Then it becomes more difficult because, you know, it's a bit boring and you've lost touch maybe with why it was important to you. You've lost the initial excitement. That is the time to turn it into a habit or a daily practice. So as I say, more information about that on the program. But there are things that you can do right now to, to get it into a habit, to make sure at certain times of the day, this is what you do or here are some opportunities if we take, um, maybe you want to be more environmentally friendly. This is your routine about how you recycle. These are the days you do it. This is what you recycle. This is where it goes. And that is set in stone. It always happens and you turn that into a habit. And once something becomes a habit, it's much more difficult to break. Sixth idea is not to make too many of these life-changing habits at once. Now, I was thinking about this because we're moving into this new house. There's so many things I want to do. I want to cook more meals from scratch. I want to buy locally and organically and know the provenance of the, the food that we're eating. I want to grow our own vegetables. I want to use public transport more. I want to recycle our plastic or use far less of our plastic. Uh, you know, there's so many things I want to do. And what I've been thinking is I'm going to fail all of them if I try to introduce all of these new habits at once. So pick one. The one that I'm picking initially is to do with our plastic usage. I want to buy less stuff that has plastic. I want to recycle as much plastic as I can. And I want to reuse or repurpose plastic that can't be recycled easily. So that is going to be the first 
major lifestyle change that we introduce. There might be other things that happen kind of by accident, but that is the one I really want to habitualize first. If you feel like there's a lot of change that you want to make that requires a daily or hourly choice in order to stay on track with it, maybe it's easier to just pick one and habitualize that first. And then once that becomes a habit, introduce the next one. And finally, allow yourself to fail without failing. And what I mean by this is there are going to be days where you fall off the wagon. There are going to be weeks where you don't go to the gym. There are going to be, in my case, days or weeks where I've become lazy about the recycling. It's so easy to be a lazy recycler, and I have been for many, many years, um, very inconsistent. So you're allowed, that's allowed to happen because you are on a learning curve with this. But what you need to allow yourself also is permission to fail and then get back on, get back on the wagon, learn the lessons. What was it that tripped you up? What was it that made it hard to do the right thing and easy to do the wrong thing? How can you change that so that you don't have the same temptation again in future? And then off you go until the, the new behavior, the new practice becomes habit. I think it's really important for each of us to identify what kind of changes we find quite easy and to give ourselves a pat on the back for having the qualities that allow us to make those kind of changes easily. I guarantee you that just because you find a particular kind of change easy doesn't mean that other people do. They're looking at you and thinking, wow, that person's amazing that they're able to make these changes and look, they seem to do it effortlessly. You make it look so easy. For you, maybe it is. Give yourself a pat on the back. That is great. Use that to make the changes that you want to make in your life. And it's equally valuable to look at what are the kinds of changes that each of us find difficult to make? What is hard about that? And what can we put in place to make those kind of changes possible for us? Because it's all very well in my case, doing the big, bold, dramatic changes. That's fine. But that's not really what life is about. Once we live on the small holding, we're going to be living on the small holding for a long time. The changes I'm going to be making after that are going to be little things. They're going to be use less plastic, eat more homegrown food, make our own meals, uh, live lighter on the planet, um, less screen time, perhaps less TV, all of that kind of stuff. There's all sorts of things we want to do. And these are going to require a different kind of discipline and different strategies in order to turn them from goals and dreams into a real way that we live. So I hope that's given you food for thought today. I will be back again next week with any luck. It's a busy week, but I really, really want to bring you a show every week as, as the hectic period of this change is happening and kind of talk you through what's going on. I hope that'll be useful for you. So I'll be back next week, but I hope you found that really, really useful today. Have a think about where you find change easy, where you find change more challenging, and pick a strategy that's going to help you to embark on a change and then sustain it beyond that initial excitement. Have a great week, whatever you've got planned. And here's Ivy with a variety of different ways you can stay in touch with us.
to hear from you, you can get all the episodes of this show plus read the blog and find out more about our travel adventure at www.brilliantgamble.com. Sign up to the newsletter and get an advance notice of classes and programs Mummy is running. Plus, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brilliant Gamble. Finally, please leave a review and star rating for this podcast on iTunes as it helps people find us and take a brilliant gamble of their own. Bye!